0: This is football. I'm Kevin Clark. Stacked show from the Super Bowl. We're going to start with Buffalo Bills star Josh Allen, who takes us through his golf game, the loss to the Chiefs. A couple of things I hadn't thought about with regards to the Niners and the Chiefs this weekend. Really enjoyed this discussion. Uh, Peaky Blinders talk, too. Oppenheimer talk. Uh, Loved it with Josh. Justin Jefferson, Viking star, joins. to talk about the way his game has evolved, um, his input in the offense, the franchise, his future, what quarterback he wants to play with. Going forward, uh, great stuff from Justin. Marcus Spears joins, ESPN analyst, former defensive tackle. Uh, awesome discussion on the game this weekend. Uh, what we need to know about the defenses, defensive linemen, how to kind of counteract uh, the, the pressure that's going to happen in this game. Really enjoyed it. And then Ken Fuchs, the COO and head of sports, season sports book, joins talk about gambling, the game in Vegas, how that's changing everything, and prop bets. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh Allen. All right, Josh Allen's here, is here with Subway. What's going on, man? Good. How are you doing? Are you a Vegas guy?
1: No, I'm not. I do like gambling a little bit. Um, drove here last night, got stuck in about three hours of staying still traffic. Great. So Running on about two hours of sleep. Got some coffee this morning, ready to go.
0: What's the game when you gamble?
1: I'm a blackjack guy. Okay. Uh, I typically win some money there and then I go to the roulette table and then lose it all. So that's kind of a, it evens me out.
0: You never want to get too high or low. Correct. Yeah, yeah. you just gotta yeah. just gotta plow ahead there. Um, how's your golf game?
1: It's it's going. It's going. Um I'm I'm I don't know if I believe it, but my handicap's a five right now and or at least my index is so
0: now there was some controversy over Aaron Rodgers' handicap last year,
1: so it's yeah. a big it's
0: a big thing here. Big now. topic
1: there, especially so in Pebble. But I did get I, I beat Tom and Aaron this last year at Pebble, which is uh we'll take those wins.
0: It was the most Heartwarming, earnest thing when your dad met Tom Brady the other day. Can yeah. you just take me through what that was was like for everybody?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think I was just got done talking over there. To have relationships with two of my biggest yeah, idols as course. kids growing up, and Tom and Aaron, and you know, I got to have my dad on the bag with me yeah. and Pebble, so he he was pretty starstruck. Um, because again, like as a kid watching football together with him, we shared the same infinity for the game. Our same same affinity for the game, and you know Tom being Tom, who he is, how many Super Bowls he's won. You know, yeah. if not the greatest athlete to ever right. play any sport, Um it was cool for my dad to to share that with me too.
0: Is is he open about giving you advice? Is something you gleaned that week for that about football that you, you learned from from Tom over the past week?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um Mentality wise, work ethic wise, you know how to. How to deal with with everything off the field too sure. i think uh to be able to take some knowledge from him there is uh pretty cool
0: um when you have a loss like you did how long does that what the process of marinating it getting over it do you want it to stay with you do you want it to hurt how, how does that how do you approach that
1: yeah i think you know all losses they they, they suck um i wouldn't consider them they, they don't all feel the same though and some are, some are far worse because you feel like you could have done more, and you could have, and you know, this last game, feeling like we could have done more. You know, sometimes a team comes out and just, just whoops you, and that's that's sometimes the name of the game. But to go out there and feel like you're so close and have your opportunities to win that game and and don't, it stays with you just a little bit longer.
0: Wow. Um,
1: is it? I, I know you don't want to rank grief here, but is it the worst you felt after one of these things? Um, you know, it's hard to gauge if you feel worse or not. <laughs> I, I don't know if you feel better after losses, but sure. Um, some you feel less worse, but this one, this one's stung quite a bit.
0: Yeah. Um, we've talked in the past about how you go about specific improvements over, you know, you know, lower body stuff, whatever. Is there something right now in early like February we're saying, okay, March? may april whatever we're working on this like what's the game plan this year for specific improvement
1: yeah mechanically i think last year i got into a spot where um had a couple ailments whether it was the elbow or the shoulder which kind of forced me to change mechanics just a little bit not being able to trust everything all, all the levers and so getting back to uh, you know fundamentally being yeah. sound as i can be staying you know weight on my right side and making sure that within my my i-frame finding my strike zone and, and delivering the ball as accurately and consistently as i can so um got to figure out that of when i'm going to start doing that but hopefully not not too far away
0: obviously we don't see that kind of offseason work can you take me through the game plan like when do you do you want to rest a little bit do you want to get back after it like what is the actual like timetable on that does it ramp up at a certain point how does that yeah go? i think
1: i think there's a couple different thoughts you can you can sit there and do it year round and yep. kind of stay constant or find the right time when you're trying to peak going into the season. Yeah. Um, and typically like you know I've done I've done both ways. Sure. Um but I think I've found some more success like trying to peak at the right time and right. ramping it up when I need to instead of just constantly throwing year round because I think you can get lost in practicing some bad habits. I might might feel good out the hand but you're not throwing it well, but right. if you you time it right and you're working with the right people, understanding yourself and your body and how the ball's coming out at the right time, I think that's super helpful.
0: How do you eva- how do you self scout? Like I I know like every year because you play such a um, amazing style where you do so many different things and maybe you want height- to heighten this part of it, to peel back this part of it, or, you know, use your legs in a different way, whatever. Like the process of self evaluating what you just did, I'm sure coaching is involved with that. Private coaches, you just watching yourself. Like how do you view how you played last year? And what is the process like?
1: Yeah, I think it's it's a lot of uh, open dialogue with with your coaching staff yeah. and what do I need to do to get better in in their eyes because again as a as a player as a quarterback especially i'm a uh, i'm an extension of the offensive coordinator right right? so what can i do to help him when he's calling plays um how do we get on the same page so there's a lot of mental work that goes in it and and sometimes it's the eye test especially with the mechanic side like you can tell if if the ball comes out funky right right? you can see your mechanics be like what am i like why is my leg flipping over here why aren't i shifting my weight appropriately and um, so again, going through that and then trying to understand why those things happen. And again, sometimes you're out of your control. Sometimes you got guys at your feet. Sometimes, you know, you you're dealing with some injuries and, um, you got to find a way to work around it. So, uh, that's part of it too.
0: Football aside and like off season game plan aside, like what does the off season of Josh Allen look like? Are there, are there like things you want to watch vacations? You want to go on golf? You want to play? Like, what does that stage look like?
1: Well, I think it's getting away for a little bit sure. physically, mentally, um, Playing some golf, playing I mean, some golf, taking a trip here or there, but any golf trips I've got one of my buddies, bachelor parties. Yeah. We're, we're okay. taking like a four or five day golf trip. It's going to be awesome. Where Kyle Allen, we're going to sea Island, Georgia, and oh, then wow. we're going to a little, little place in, I think it's Cobb city, Georgia, middle Beautiful. of nowhere. Beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. we go to
0: Pinehurst a month. Pinehurst course record in danger on all of them. On really? Of
1: them. No, no. I'm
0: going to shoot one five. Um, what about so we love pop culture recommendations here like what are you, what are you watching what are you reading what do you, you what do you have to recommend to the people
1: i've pounded on the uh, peaky blinders table for so long i oh love my that God. show one of the greatest if not the greatest show i think uh killian murphy as tommy shelby is probably my favorite character of all time um other than that i i, I really haven't i i watched ted the tv show okay i'm a big family guy sure sure sure, i love family guy um and it's the same creators and you know it just feels like family guy but in in real life and i really enjoyed the tv show ted if
0: you like killian murphy have you seen oppenheimer yet
1: i have yeah i really enjoyed it he cooked he did
0: did. he's like the best actor in the world i would watch anything he's in
1: yeah batman begins i thought he was awesome and again christopher nolan's he's been in all these films with christopher nolan you go back to even inception like and he finally got his his spotlight where he's the main protagonist, and uh, he killed it.
0: The guy who plays Arthur got popped on drugs the other day. I think we should be it should be legal for him to do anything. Like he's it's Arthur Shelby. He can do whatever he wants. Arthur of Shelby. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. What do you like about that show?
1: I love. I think the soundtrack that goes along with it is awesome. Absolutely. Um, the slow motion shots, and again, just Tommy Shelby is just a badass. Like, yes. he, he's 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 a man's man. It takes no prisoners and. He does what's necessary for his family, and I think that's pretty cool.
0: I love that. Um, speaking of this game,
1: uh, this week,
0: um, is there a guy on the field on Sunday that maybe we don't appreciate enough as national media that you think you just love watching? Could be on either side of the ball for either team where you say, this is a guy I circle and I just love watching. that's not, you know, George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, although I do think George Kittle doesn't get the credit he deserves. Ooh, why don't we just do that?
0: Take me through what you think about Kittle.
1: I think in terms of – one, catching the ball, yes. he's up there. And then with the ball in his hands, he is one of the toughest, if not the toughest, yes. guy to bring down in the open field. He, he's constantly getting racked. And he's pancaking D linemen yes. and D ends in the run game. Like, he's doing everything humanly possible that he yeah. can do to help his team win football games. And I think he's a huge catalyst. I think you talk about uh, Juice Check and yeah. what he can do for the Niners, too. Um, obviously, we know Pat. We know Travis. Chris Jones is awesome. I think Carl Loftus, the the DN for them too. He doesn't get enough recognition. He's he's very quick off the edge. He's got a motor on him. He doesn't quit. Um, He's fun to watch on tape too.
0: Not to belabor it, but this Chiefs
1: defense is good. Why? Well, I think they play sound football. Um, You know, they 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 don't make mistakes. Um, Their corners are very, you know, very grabby. They are very physical at the line of scrimmage too. They jump jam. Which, for some smaller guys, it's hard for them to get off the line. And, um, you know, they play to their strengths, and I think that's what makes them pretty good.
0: Is there a DB that – I mean, like, Snead is obviously McDuffie. Like, is there a DB that jumps out in that secondary that, that's particularly nasty?
1: Well, Snead's Sneed's, yeah. Sneed's a really, really good football player. And I think McDuffie is too. And um, I think their secondary, they just play very well together. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right, we do – Two things we ask everybody: same two questions. Number one is called badasses. Uh, biggest badass you've ever been around in football. I think we've, we've talked about this before. Um, but on, on the, of the teammates you play with right now in Buffalo or the last couple of years, is there a guy who sticks out where you say this guy is the number one badass I've ever been around, or or just in the mix of the current guys who are, who are around right now?
1: I think both my tackles. Oh. I think I think Spencer Brown, especially yeah. like he's got a little little crazy in him. <laughs> where, like you don't like he, he kind of gives you a look where you don't mess with them and I think Dion's got that dog in him too or like at any point they can snap and they've got everybody on the team's back and they're always in the pile in the scuffle and um, I love those guys can you
0: give me a Spencer Brown story
1: Spencer Brown well he's, he's got a hurt ankle against the Giants yep and he got into a scuffle there and I go and try to have his back in yeah, I'm sure you can go look up that clip. Um, <laughs> but and then there comes Saibo, Osiris Torrance, our yeah, rookie yeah. guard, who didn't know who to help. He didn't know if he should help me or Spencer, and he was kind of caught in the crossfire there too. So, But Spencer, he's he's going to have your back no matter what.
0: Love that. And then we, call, we have something called One Rep Back, which is you get to relive any play of your entire career, any level, and you get to do it over again and do it differently. Where are you going, Josh Allen? <sighs> Are we talking about good plays? No, we're talking about just you get to re- relive a play that maybe didn't go your way, and you get to you get to do it differently. Like, and this could be anything. We had Steve Young yesterday, and he said that you know there was a holding penalty in a in a huge game, and he would just have played that a little bit differently. Like that that kind of thing. Is there a play that stands out reset? Yeah, I think we love this m- most
1: recently the last yeah. the last throw to Khalil Shakur yep. against the Chiefs, um, if I could just move up or move in the pocket just a little bit and, and give a better ball. Who knows what's going on now? There was pressure coming on that side on the Chris Jones just side. Just a little bit. But yeah. if I if I could have if I could have, like I said, evaded or moved up and, and not gotten hit while I was doing it. Um and again just having that pocket presence of feeling that, stepping up and, and delivering a good ball. Do you
0: watch that over and over again or do you not want to see a play like
1: that? I mean I replayed in my mind. I don't I I can I can watch it up there and and feel the same feelings.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, tell us what you are doing with Subway.
1: Yeah, we are unveiling, uh, or not unveiling, but just promoting three of their new products. We got the
0: oh, here we go. We got props. Cookie,
1: the Cinnabon footlong um, churro, and the Annie Ann's footlong pretzel. Beautiful. So we've got this carrying around in the safe. There's some hot commodities right now. And um, what what's your favorite number? Ten. Ten. Okay and then give me your shoe size 10 okay 10 there 10 you go. see what i did here and <laughs> it, it opens you guessed it right so now it's going to freaking it's going to open and we got some uh, we got some goodies for you oh amazing yeah. you you can lunch. these out, yeah they're really freaking good awesome so everybody the whole the whole team whole crew one.
0: Got some forks here, too. Yeah. Beautiful. Loaded up there. Awesome. Yeah, Josh Allen, thanks for going to yeah, football, thank you so much. Man. Appreciate it. Up next, Justin Jefferson. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's Rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesar's can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app. It's an empire. 21 and up must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem? Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza, better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team.
0: Justin Jefferson is here with Madden what's going on man
3: hey man can't complain was, everything is going pretty good
0: so I, last time I had you was literally through Madden two summers ago and we were doing our top 10 receivers list and I said I don't want you to rank yourself and you stopped me and you said no, no 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 but at the end of this year I will be top 10 and I loved that answer I wasn't asking for <laughs> you volunteered it I think that's pretty much undisputed now yeah and I'm curious um just in the last two years how you think your games evolved if there's one thing that you're talking, you know, if you're talking to yourself to, from two years ago, and you're saying I got better at this. This is how my game evolved. Where do you start?
3: Um, I mean, every single year, I really just try to elevate my game in every single category. Um, I mean, there's always room for improvement for me. Uh, but I would have to say, just working on just staying strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, keeping my balance. Um, you know, keeping uh having that explosion, just running my routes, getting in, in and out of my breaks. Uh, but there's. There's always stuff that I'm learning, you know, yeah. I, I'm still a young player. Uh, I'm still new to the game. Uh, so, you know, every chance that I get to really learn from another player, yeah. uh, learn from you know another coach or uh, what the case may be, you know, I, I'm all ears. You know, I'm all uh, glued in and, and locked in to, to how to become better. Can you give me a recent example of something you've learned, whether that's asking a cornerback or asking a an, an opposing
0: coach, something like that, where you say, OK, I took a lesson from here?
3: really um i mean coach coach Sullivan that's that's yeah. my coach that i've i've always adored and uh, always am, is grateful for for meeting and having him come and teach me how to become a top receiver uh really him just telling me to be patient um you know you don't have to rush everything you don't have to uh be the fastest through everything right. uh it's all about knowing your technique knowing uh to be patient throughout the route uh and just you know relying on yourself trusting in yourself to to, to go out there and, and, and kill it. Um, you played against this Chiefs defense this year, and I think we all kind of missed the narrative nationally because
0: everybody's complaining about the the Chiefs wide receivers over the course of the year and the drops and all this. And it's like, actually, the story is that they've got a nasty young defense that's going to be really good for a long time. Yeah. That's going to make Mahomes even scarier yeah. with that, with Spagnolo. Tell me something I don't know about this Chiefs defense I Haven't gone against them this year.
3: I mean, they're, they're definitely young. They're definitely young. They have the energy, Um, you know, they have the swagger out there. Uh, And of course, they know how to to stop that number one receiver. They've been doing a great job this whole year is in to keying on that number one receiver, you know, putting Snead on him and yeah. uh you know, trying to disrupt him at the line of scrimmage. Uh that's been, you know, the key for them. Of course, with Justin Reed at the at the yep. safety position, he's been flying around all, Tackle. all Tackle field like and, and and making plays after plays. So uh it, it, they're definitely gonna have you know, a, a handful, especially with the San Francisco offense and uh, the amount of players that they have on their side. So it's going to be a tough game. I'm I'm excited. Take me through what Legarius need does well. He's physical. He's physical. He's fast. He's quick. He knows how to to recover whenever yeah. he, he does get uh, you know a little beat. Uh, and I love I love his energy. You know his energy is always good. His energy is always you know fierce and is always attacking. So hey. I'm excited for, for the matchup that we have to come, you know, uh, later in the future.
0: Is there a skill guy in this game that stands out to you that you just love watching? Whether that's Ayuk, Debo, Travis Kelsey, obviously, being a skill guy, George Kittle. What is there a player you're just like, damn, I just love watching clips of this guy?
3: All of those guys yeah. definitely have been uh, phenomenal. I love all, every single one of those guys that you name. Um, but, I mean, Patrick Mahomes already speaks for itself. <laughs> you know, just, you know, what the throws that he makes. Uh, and just like you said, everyone was complaining about the drops, uh, the, the receiver position, and he's still making plays yeah. out there. You know, uh, Pacheco is running the ball hard as ever, as always. Uh, but I mean, that that team is, is is hard to beat. You know, they're they're hard to really count out. And um, you know, you look at the, the 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 sheet on the other side of, of yeah. the uh, of the field. You know, you see, you know, uh, C Mac. You see, yep. you know, Brock. You see, Debo. You see all of these different guys. But you know it, it's tough to count, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes out.
0: When you watch this Niners offense, obviously uh, your playbook that you run now is similar to the McVeigh Shanahan style yeah. and all that stuff. But h- how much does this Niners offense just impress you from a play calling standpoint, just from the way they make people miss? I mean, they're a tank, man.
3: It's it's so many it's so many guys on yeah. on one field at one time. Uh, you know, the running back position is is the number one. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got uh, Kittle, which is the yep. number two. Uh, tight end, you know, of course you got Debo, which can go at the backfield if yep. he need to, but he he's electric whenever the ball is in his hands. And then you got Brandon Ayuk, which is a, a great smooth receiver yep. that can, Blow the top off if, if he needs to. So it, it's, it's so many guys out there on that field. Uh, that's why I love this matchup. You know, you don't really know what's going to happen. You don't know which side of the ball is really going to 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 be the the difference maker in this game. Uh, but it all is all about defense. You know, defense wins championships, especially with the the type of cats is is on the offensive yep. side of the ball. So the best defense is going to win.
0: There's so much talk about your future, obviously, and when you're thinking about your career, where do you want to be? I'm not talking about a place. I'm just talking about uh, you know, goals you've set for yourself, let's say three years from now, you want to be saying, all right, Justin Jefferson is what in three years?
3: I want to be solidified as the number one. I don't want it to be a question. Uh, I don't want it to be a debate. I want to be that number one receiver in the league. Uh, of course, just being consistent throughout my whole years. Um, and, of course, speaking of Madden, I want to be that 99 of course, overall of course. every single year. So uh it, it, it's exciting for me i love this game of football um you know of course you know the it's going to be tough you know not knowing who the quarterbacks is going to be uh this upcoming year yeah but uh it's not really something that i'm i'm 100 focused on you know i'm i'm, I'm confident in, in whoever is going to be throwing me the ball as long as you know they're throwing me the ball and i'm able to make plays so it, it's exciting this upcoming three four years that sure, sure, that sure. is uh coming up but uh I can't wait.
0: Is there a type of quarterback you'd like to play with?
3: Not really. Uh, I mean, Kirk has, has been doing it for me yeah, uh, ever since he got into the league. Love Kirk. Uh, he, he's been, you know, blessed. blessed to, to I'm blessed to be in the situation yep. that I'm in. Uh, There's so many different other situations that I could be in that it can be a lot different for me. So, yeah. Um, I I would like to have Kirk back, of course, but uh, you know, of course, I'm not that the person to make that decision.
0: Do you have? Do you feel like you have input on those kind of things when you, you, you can talk to KOC? You can talk. Yeah, to I feel like KOC. I have a,
3: a you know uh, the type of player that I am. You have to listen to you know uh, your 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 main players. You yeah. know, you have to uh, just get a little inside. You know, just want to ask them a question of if sure. they how how they feeling. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, all of them are definitely weighing in on. The stuff that I have to say, Uh, but I feel like everyone has that communication in that building. You know, KL has has been doing a great job with communicating with us and uh, making sure we're all on the same page. So, you know, hopefully we have Kirk back next year. Uh, I'm I'm always happy to have him around and uh, love his spirit and love you know what he do for us as an organization. So, you know, only time will tell. Totally. Um, all right, we do something called badasses, the most badass person you've ever been around in football.
0: Could be a <laughs> teammate at any level. Um, and you we know what football badass means. You have the floor, Justin. Yeah. Your badass is who? Oh uh,
3: man. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, the dog that I've I've seen, Adam Thielen. Whoa, uh, was, okay. Take me through why why Adam Thielen's a badass. I mean, he's always a tough, he's always tough, you know, even when he has those injuries. Uh, you know, even though, you know, he's classified as an old, older uh, player in yeah. his league, he, you know, he's still battling. He's still getting a thousand yards. You know, he's yeah. he's still going out there and, and giving it his all. And every single day being in, in the building with him, uh, every single day, he always came prepared to, to come to work. Uh, he always kept a smile on his face and he was always determined to be better every single day. So uh, that definitely was a, a great person and a great player that I was, you know, able to really come up born and, and and really be taken under his wing. Tell us what you're doing with Madden. Oh, man, I'm excited to be with Madden, uh, excited to be working with Madden. Yeah. Uh, just like I said, becoming the 99 overall yeah. in the game. Uh, that was a dream of mine as a little kid, playing the game for all of these uh, years that I've been playing uh, and just trying to work with them as much as possible. I'm a gamer, so uh, <laughs> I always enjoy playing the game of Madden. Do you always- only play with yourself? Most of the time, uh, <laughs> most of the time. But I definitely switch it up a couple of times. You if know, not I,
0: you, then who? Like,
3: I, you know, I play random. You know, okay. if you're if you're a good Madden player, All you right, can play gotcha. with anyone. So right. I, I random sometimes play against my teammates. Sometimes we, do, we definitely do a couple of random games. Awesome. Thanks so much, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Me. Appreciate you.
2: And up next, Marcus Spears.
0: All right, Marcus Spears is here. He's here with Louisiana Fish Fry. We got the sandwich right here. What's going on, man?
4: Man, chilling, man. It's been uh, it's been a fun run for me at the Super Bowl because I just got here yesterday.
0: What's your max on Vegas days?
4: Three. Yeah, yeah. It, it, listen, if if anybody's a grown adult that has spent time in Vegas, you know, after that forty-eight hour window, it's time to start winding down. I have a
0: similar rule about the NFL Combine. Seriously, It's yeah, yeah. Like, well, I've seen everybody that needs to be seen. I, I've drank too many course. Lights. And two, like
4: I see all these people during the year. Yes, you know. So yes. it's, Now I will say this. Sometimes the accommodations can extend that <laughs> if they if they are if they are up the par and it's a good two or three restaurants in that whatever location. I, I hear have. that. I hear yeah.
0: that. Hey, so I have a like from a defensive lineman standpoint. I had uh, Kyle Long on the show a couple weeks ago, and he talked about how Patrick Mahomes is so is able to use defenses' strengths against them yeah. and his own weaknesses. His own weaknesses against the defense. He's compared to a jujitsu fighter. Yeah, you know, yeah, he knows the weakness and he uses it against it. When you're watching D linemen chase down Mahomes and Mahomes, his speed is just fast enough. That's what it is, just fast enough. Yeah. When you watch the nuances of how he moves behind the line of scrimmage, what stands out?
4: His 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 um one his ability to set up where he wants guys to be. Um, and then, two, you already rush with a mindset that he's going to burn you right. and not with his legs. <laughs> so, your whole idea of how you approach getting after him is pressure in the center of the pocket and your defensive ends pretty much contain it. But in your mind, it's like, he's not fast enough for yeah. us to slow down our rush. If you're playing Lamar Jackson or you're playing Josh Allen, you got to be cautious about getting behind him and getting behind those guys, you know, the speed, you know, the physicality of when Josh gets to the second level, coupled with the speed with Pat, it's almost like, unfortunately, it's still sneaking up on you. And you look back and it's like, man, we gave a 42 yards rushing to Pat in the third quarter and it was two runs. But I think some, you just, it's one of them things where you got to constantly remind yourself. It's like, if you go to the grocery store, And your five-year-old is being good for like the first (laughs) 30 minutes. And you forget that at some point, they're going to start pulling everything off the aisle. And they're going to lose their mind and go crazy because they're going to get bored. So you kind of get complacent. And that's what happens with Pat. So you almost, for four quarters, you really got to respect him as a dual threat guy. I completely agree. Um, Joe Tooney injury obviously plays a part in this. But
0: if you're... Steve Wilkes and you're playing Mahomes right now and understanding where the pressure might come from. I mean, Nick Bosa, I think, got shut out by Penny Soul, but still at eight pressures. Yep. That's just what he does. Yep. Um, what is kind of the tactic? What's the game plan? Knowing what Sam Francisco's strengths are against Mahomes and, and some of the adjustments to me. Made. To
4: me, you know, you mentioned Tony. This is to me a Javon Hart Grayman orange yep. game. Um and I've always felt like when you get to this point – I mean, we've seen Chris Jones change games yes. in Super Bowls and playoff runs. Buffalo game. Right? So, it's it's, it's just – this is actually – you take the onus on yourself as a defensive line. Yeah. Because if we're going to ask any secondary to cover, right. it's not going to happen. Right. Right? And now Andy has started putting Travis Kelsey in these game plan specific situations where it's clearing the pitcher for Pat early right. – which he don't need help with that, but they're helping him. I think the defensive line is the most effective way. And you remember in the first matchup, Bosa was trending yeah. towards being the MVP of that game. Yeah. Um, but to me, it's interior pressure. And it's kind of become synonymous with the NFL. If you think about Aaron Donald getting after Joe Burrow in that that play mm-hmm. that could have won the Super Bowl. If you think about AD getting after Jimmy Garoppolo and forcing an interception. You think about Chris Jones last year. Yep. And his ability to affect the the pocket in the center, and it's always been quarterback's kryptonite. Doesn't matter who it is, if you can get that immediate pressure, yep. and that's why they gave Javon Hargrave ninety million dollars. That's right for this particular situation. Yeah, I mean that like, literally one, as you said, one play,
0: one pass rush can define a legacy. I mean, you think about the Josh Allen Shakir throw that yeah. was in the end zone. If Chris Jones doesn't put Deion Dawkins in his lap. Josh Allen is not coming on the show at twelve fifteen. Exactly, in he makes hours. that he, throw. He's, he's, he's somewhere else yep. uh, today. And yep. He's not. He's not here on behalf of Subway. Or whatever he is. <laughs> we love Josh, but he's going to be in this seat in two hours. Uh, I want to ask about the Cowboys a little bit because there's such there's such consternation over over everything, um, and I know no. that's that's pretty much constant over the past thirty years. Um, can Can the Cowboys, is currently constructed, win the Super Bowl?
4: No. And I've said it. I've went on rants about it. People always talk about how great they are. They have great individual players. But the substance of winning a championship is those key pieces that we've watched transpire over the last 10 years. A veteran, a guy that you think changes this part of your team to elevate you. And I tell people all the time, for as much as people talk about Dallas, the Los Angeles Rams traded away a Super Bowl quarterback to win one. Like, put that I'm, – I'm, I just try to always put that in context for people. Jared Goff had proven I am good enough, coupled with Sean yep. McVay, to yep. get there. Yep. We look at Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch. Jimmy Garoppolo got there with him. Yep. But he gave away three first-round picks because he thought that little bit would be the difference. Now, fortunately, Brock has played well, and he's elevated that position. Um but people forget Jalen Ramsey was acquired by the yep. Rams. They went and got Odell Beckham Jr. They drafted well. They built Andrew Whitworth. Yep. They built this thing through substance. And Dallas sits pat every free agency. Yep. And they try to like sell these moves. I didn't think Brandon Cooks put them over the top for a Super Bowl. Yep. I thought Stefan Gilmore was a phenomenal piece to add. Yep. I didn't think that was over the top for a Super Bowl. Now- if you go out and you sign, by the way, this free agency defensive line class, if 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 they are really all in, like Jerry said, Justin Matabike is a free yep. agent. Christian Wilkins yep. is a free agent. You think about Josh Allen in Jacksonville is a free yep. agent, which I don't think they need. I think DeMarcus and Micah is playing yep, at sure. a very high level. Devin White yep. should be available from Tampa. They didn't – Kevin, they played without a linebacker. They played pro football. In the NFL, with no middle linebacker. Yep, and coincidentally, the two best defenses in the league were were two units of the best two linebackers in football. But everybody wants to get me on the show and ask me, "Do I think Dallas is good enough?" Hell no. I don't. I mean, I've been watching football <laughs> a long time, dude. I ain't never seen a team play without a linebacker.
0: Um, Why do you think Jerry stands Pat so much? We had Thomas Dimitrov on the show a couple months ago, and he was talking about Howie Rosen, and he was saying he had to sit Howie down and say, Howie, stop saying everybody on your roster is worth a second-round pick because he's so aggressive, and he would anchor negotiations high. He's always calling on, you know, every guy in the league, he's calling, he's checking, hey, you know, guys you would never call about how he's calling about and saying, hey, Mm -hmm. what's up? And I remember Cowboys fans whom I mentioned saying, Jerry hasn't made an outgoing phone call in 30 years. And I just, I don't know why Jerry, he's the, 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 the front office, they, they get
4: talent, but it just seems like in the era of, of all in, they never actually are all in. No, they draft as well as anybody. Yeah. Right. Like we see homegrown guys get extensions and play at a very high level. Problem is that's not winning Super Bowls now. That's, I mean, that's the issue. So There was, I tell people, I go back because I'm, you know, you know how much I love the Cowboys, but I'm critical. I felt one time over these last 30 years that Jerry was actually all in. When we got Leonard Davis and Mark Colombo and Kyle Kozier and Terrell Owens and Ken Hamlin, and we added pieces that I thought would be. And those were Wade Phillips' years where we went 11-5, 13-3. We got a first-round buy in the playoffs. All of this stuff was, was – was, that's all in to me. When yeah. you go get Terrell Owens, yeah. you all in. You yeah. ain't just signing T.O. to be like, well, we want him to be a part of the organization and win. Now, that's a part of the star, and his star power will boost it. But if you think about that era yeah. of free agency, of we really trying to go win a Super Bowl, that's the last time. Tell us what you're doing with the Louisiana Fish Fry. So this is a labor of love is the best company on earth. <laughs> I'm serious, man, like, no, not- and you know, I'm from Louisiana, so I'm I'm, I'm I'm not biased, but I'm biased. But we like this was a brand that I grew up, of course, using my grandmother, my family. It, it reminds me of family functions, sure. good times, music. And I'm from Louisiana. We fry fish. We fry the fish that we catch. But we wanted to enter the chicken space because I love chicken. Of course. And I had to, you know, pull a couple of legs and twist a couple of arms to get there. But the team is super supportive. Louisiana Fish Fry is the best batter company, sauce company, anything you want to do. And we're trying to introduce it to people in the Northeast. I don't, I'm not going to mention another thing that they use up there, but this is better. So we brought you. A chicken sandwich that I design the way I like to eat my chicken sandwiches, and it's gonna be the best thing you ever ate. I but like this
0: tactic of getting into the Northeast, giving it to me. I'll go to Connecticut to just yeah. evangelize. I'll just Y'all evangelize. need
4: seasoning. We need yep. yep. Y'all need seasoning. Y'all need good food that's wholesome. Cause everybody I meet from the Northeast, Kev, looks like you. No meat on they bones, and I'm trying to get Darren Orlowski to like try something. He's
0: not going to do that. He's
4: going to try it with this. Because he, so we just, we just like unveiled a Swagoo edition of the okay, chicken sandwich. And it was on So Yummy, which is, you know. And Dan actually responded like, yo, I would eat that. Wow. Wow. Now, this sandwich has sauce. That's phenomenal. Sure. Obviously, it's fried in our Louisiana chicken fried batter. I put an egg over medium on it, put cheese on it. And the bread has to be soft. So, within that box, Kev, when you open that box and the music and the sunshine come out, you'll understand why we're doing what we're doing. Thanks so much, Cameron. This is football,
0: man. Appreciate it, brother. Up next, Ken Fuchs. All right, Ken Fuchs is here. He is the COO and head of sports, Caesars Sportsbook. What's going on, man? Hey,
5: how are you?
0: I'm doing great. So, all right, so obviously, um, a bunch of extra elements for gambling and Caesars um, this week with the game being in Vegas. We'll start here. Um, what from a, does, does does the game being in Vegas change anything from a betting perspective, Are there going to be more bets? I mean, how, how does it what, put it in context? Uh, what it means for this this game to be here in the in the home of, of sports betting?
5: Yeah, I mean, look, I think it just raises awareness for the industry overall. We I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, I had great success with local sports teams, the Knights and and Raiders, and I, you know, but having a Super Bowl here. I think takes it to a whole nother level. You've got a city that is built for entertainment and sports. You've got a, a league and a sport that's all about celebrity players and the entertainment side. And I think you put those together and, you know, it's just an explosion of goodness yeah. here. And so, you know, we're seeing it. We've got, uh, you know, well over 100 sports books throughout the state. Some yeah. of the most iconic ones with Sears Palace and, and some others. And, you know, at the end of the day, the Super Bowl – is really a social endeavor in yeah. many ways. Yes. So I think you see the coming together of, of betting and uh, the social environment and the big game and all of that in one place. It's, it's,
0: does behavior, it's be great. Does, does, does everybody watches the Super Bowl? I mean, literally everybody. I mean, you're looking at hundreds of millions of people. Does that change the way people bet? Are there ca- more casual bettors who say, all right, we'll put $5 on this? Does that change anything about um, the weekend as far as just the fact that everybody watches and everybody bets?
5: Yeah, for sure it does. I mean, it brings in a different type of customer. But yeah. you know, at the end of the day, it really does come down to who's going to win the game, yeah. who are going to be the star players, how are they going to perform. And that's why you're watching the game. And so that's what people are going to bet on. And there's a lot of fun props uh, that you can bet yep. on that you can't normally bet on. You know, we at Caesars kind of introduced the concept of that with the fridge in 1986. Yep. Of we put out a market of whether you would score a touchdown and, and in cash. cashed. <laughs> And so I think ever since that day, you, you have a lot of fun with this game. And I think by having fun with it and adding all these different markets, we'll we go hit the upright. Or, yeah. You know, you're able to just really ap- appeal to anybody who has a passing interest in the game and let them have some fun while they're watching it. But, you know, at the end of the day, it does come down to it's a football game. There's a lot of attention to it. People want to know who's going to win, who's going to lose, and who's going to perform.
0: You mentioned because the origin of story of props. I, I love that. The Fridge, obviously, it was a national phenomenon. He scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Um, what has been the evolution of that? Because props are like the most fun thing in the world. We have a full sheet of them here that we're going to get into in a second. But like, yeah. how has that market developed, and, and how have you seen it change, even over the last few years?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's uh, a bit of a pretty fast learning ramp for customers, because For one, I think people follow players here, you know, at at the end of the day, you care, especially now in the age of social media, a lot of younger customers, you know, care a lot about uh, who their favorite player is in addition to their team. I think secondly, you have the rise of fantasy sports here. So you have an innate uh, understanding of stats and performance of different players. You follow them for, for your fantasy team. And so I think it lends itself to then backing that in terms of how you bet the research you can do and so i think in in our industry you've seen the rise of of same game parlays and player yeah. props because of the popularity of the players and and how they relate to the game and their impact on the game and so it's you know it's just accelerated over the last couple of years and i think it'll continue to do that
0: popularity of the players i'm looking at wide receiver props travis kelsey over 70.5 yards is there a swifty effect on this is anybody backing kelsey Who? Travis Kelsey? Who? Swift? Oh, 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 oh uh, she's a singer. She uh, uh, right, she dates right. one of the players. I, um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, well, we'll, uh, we'll put it up on Wikipedia, I think. I we'll figure that here's out. Here's an amazing
5: stat so far is there's more bets on a Kelsey anytime TD scoring market than spread or money line for the Forty Miners? Oh, my niners. God. Oh, my so God. So you tell me, is that a Swifty effect? Maybe, but you know, clearly very popular. Everybody thinks he's going to score. It's generating a huge amount of volume for us. So Oh,
0: wow, that Kelsey step blows my mind. Listen, Matt, he was on this show two years ago, and now it's like we're never going to see him again. He's never <laughs> going to step foot in the radio room ever again. He's this famous man in America. It was funny that were told that story about Mahomes, and he loves this because it used to be Mahomes would step off the bus and he would get hounded, and now nobody cares about Mahomes because was saying, Travis, 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 you know, and so it's it's, it's incredible that the shift in that. And then what you're doing, uh, when you're what you're talking about with the the, the bets just kind of speaks to, to the um, – the amazing rise in, in fame. And we Um, do
5: have some, some Taylor themes boosts, you know? Oh yeah. Can you take uh, us through some of those? It's not your problem. It's mine. And (laughs) you know, a few others, we're just having fun with it. I think again, you know, it comes down to this is, this is a fun event and you, you want to, you want to celebrate it. So we tried to do that in, in the markets we offer around all aspects of the game. That's obviously a big cultural piece of it.
0: What's your favorite, uh, genre of prop bet that they, whether it's, you know, coming up with it, I mean, obviously, everybody always talks about the National Anthem and the, and the Gatorade color and all those wacky things. But do you have a favorite where you're just like, oh, we really like offering these and it's fun?
5: You know, the fun part, the most fun part for me is we actually open up an employee contest every year. Oh, cool. we we'll let We let our teams recommend bets and then we, we pick some and then we actually see how they perform. And uh, so they always come up with, I think the field goal one was one yeah. that an employee came up with this year, uh, you know, onside kick. Um, there's been some on-site kick ones that they've come up with over the years yeah. so i think it's always fun that people are really creative and to give people a chance to participate we've also done that on on twitter where we've opened it up and allowed uh the public to to vote on and provide us ideas and, and so those are the most fun ones because then you're getting what people are thinking about and, and something unique uh that no one else is offering
0: i love that so we'll go through some of them here so uh purdy and mahomes both have uh, one and a half over-under uh, passing touchdowns. Uh, that's minus 125 for Purdy, minus 160 for Mahomes. Um, first touchdown score, the favorite, is Christian McCaffrey. Um, Super Bowl MVP, obviously. The favorite is Patrick Mahomes. Second, Brock Purdy. Third, Christian McCaffrey. Fourth, Travis Kelsey. Fifth, Debo Samuel. Is it hard even? I mean, the Chiefs have bent our entire uh, understanding what's possible on a football field. It seems like setting props on them and, and Mahomes, I mean, it just seems... Nobody wants to bet against Mahomes. Does that show up in the data?
5: It does. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, public money is on Chiefs right now, no doubt, Um, and on Mahomes and obviously on Kelsey. I think anytime you get a game with so much star power, uh, and this time you really do have a ton of star power on both sides of the ball, uh, on both teams, it really drives a lot of volume around props. And so, you know, we're seeing that. We're seeing a lot of investment in players. And any time you get a really high-scoring game like we did last year, you know, it pays out for customers. Um, and, you know, when you look at who's going to be on the field, you know, over under is 47 and a half relatively high. You know, last year was the first game to go over, I think, in four years. But, yeah. you know, it seems like you could be poised for another high powered game this year.
0: Uh, anything else you're looking forward to this weekend?
5: Oh, I, I mean, just the overall excitement, yeah. Even, like walking around the books here in Las Vegas, seeing our customers. Uh, spending time with the traders in the trader's room and watching them, watching all the bets flow through on the screen. Like there's nothing like it. It It is a once in a year event, And it's, you know, in Las Vegas, it's the first time. And so just enjoying all of it.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Ken.